Well, it's a joy to be with you here on this night, the Easter Vigil. Um, It's certainly an extended Mass. You guys are uh, in for the long haul, but, but I love it. It's a beautiful opportunity for us to really enter into the story of salvation and the Easter mystery. You know, plenty of people could never make it through this Mass. Plenty can't, because it's just simply too long. And some of you might actually be thinking, oh gosh, why did I agree to my wife that I would come tonight? But, but, um, but most people uh, can't make it past an hour, and we've already made it past. Which is interesting, because those people oftentimes have no problem binge-watching Netflix for two or three hours. And it doesn't seem like anything at all. Or maybe watching a football game that typically lasts about two to three hours, but then it goes into overtime and double overtime and triple and quadruple overtime, and, and suddenly it's four hours. And, but you know what? It was a joy. And listen, I'm the same way. I love those games, and I love to sometimes, guilty pleasure, dive into a series or a movie and, and I, I know time just flies by when you're having fun, but why is it? Why is it that sometimes church is such a drag? Or sometimes, even outside of church, why is it that sometimes just conversations about our faith or times in prayer, why is it such a drag? It seems like time just drags by and it's hard for us to really get into it and we want to get into it, especially you guys. I mean, heck, y'all are here at the Easter Vigil. I didn't pay y'all to come, but yet I'm sure that plenty of times, uh, if you're like me, that there's at least sometimes where, where prayer or church or conversations about faith, it just seems to be a little bit of a drag. And it's hard to really get excited about it, even though we wish we could easily be excited about it. It's easy for us to get passionate about other things in our life. It's easy for us to get passionate about sports, at least for me it is. It's easy for us to get passionate about a movie that we love or a series that is just so uh, intriguing. It's easy for us to get passionate about our career, perhaps. Or passionate about, if you're in school, about maybe uh, your schoolwork or an extracurricular activity. Or it's just something out there that we get really passionate about and it's easy and it's good. In fact, what's really sad to me is people who are not passionate about anything. They just seem to be apathetic and they don't care and they just don't have any energy for anything at all. That to me is sad. But I'm sure at least each of you here has something that you're passionate about and that's good. The Lord has given us our passions in our heart to be passionate about all kinds of things. And he wants us to be. But disciples are especially passionate about the gospel of Jesus Christ. True disciples don't just know and believe the gospel. They get passionate about it. They love it. It, it fills them with life and it makes them excited to be a Christian. That's what it means to be a true disciple. It's to be passionate so that when you talk about your faith, so that when you live your faith, so that when you worship in your faith, that you're all in, that you love it. You just want to give all of yourself to it. 
You see, Jesus didn't die on the cross just for a few to know. He died for all of us. But think about how many people out there have no idea how big of a deal that is. Think about how many people on this night, it's just another ordinary night for them. Think about how many people tomorrow is simply about a bunny and eggs. Think about how many people out there have no idea how much God loves them and has no idea how much of a purpose God has for them and has no idea what it is like to live by the power of the Holy Spirit. Think about how many people are completely without this knowledge. And it's sad to me because these people are passionate, perhaps, about many things in this world, but are not passionate at all about Jesus. When Jesus rose from the dead on the Easter morning, the first person to go to the tomb was Mary Magdalene. She was a close disciple of Jesus. Her life was changed whenever she encountered Jesus. It changed forever. And she devoted her life to Jesus for the rest of her life. And whenever she saw her Lord and Savior die, you can imagine, after having gone all in, how distressing that must have been. How empty she must have felt. How betrayed she perhaps felt because she went all in. And now Jesus dies on the cross. And here she is next to Mary, Jesus' mother, and St. John. And the three of them in this terrible anguish. Their best friend has died. But with that said, you can imagine the deep emotion that she must have felt on that Easter morning when she goes to the tomb simply to anoint him and she sees the stone rolled back as we read in the gospel this evening. The stone rolled back and, and an angel speaks to her and tells her that Jesus has risen from the dead. And, and, and he tells her, go and tell the disciples that Jesus has risen. Go. And tell. Go and tell. Jesus did not rise just for you, Mary. Jesus did not rise just for his mom and just for St. John. Jesus did not rise just for me, who's a priest, and all the other priests. Jesus didn't rise for the Pope only. Jesus didn't even rise just for you, the Easter Vigil crowd. Jesus rose for all of us. And plenty of people have no idea. Jesus rose, and his first instruction is to go and tell. Let others know this is something that we should be deeply passionate about because hopefully our lives have already changed. Our lives have changed by Jesus Christ. And if it has changed, we are ready to change the lives of others. This is the Easter message. We are an Alleluia people. But sometimes we're not so passionate. So tonight, what I want to challenge all of us to consider is this challenging question. About which gospel are you most passionate? 
about which gospel are you most passionate? Are you most passionate about the gospel of Jesus Christ? Or are you most passionate about the gospel of the world? Are you most passionate about the gospel of something else? The gospel of politics. The gospel of sports. The gospel of careerism. The gospel of gossip. The gospel of whatever it else, but something other than Jesus, or are we passionate about Jesus Christ? You see, it's awesome, and it's, it's a very good thing for us to be passionate about other things as well. God wants that passion. God uses that passion because from that passion, very often we have a purpose. But if our first passion is not Jesus Christ, if our first passion is not the gospel, then we risk losing sight of our entire reason for existence. Imagine how much more joyful we would be if we put our first passion as Jesus. So that when we're passionate about sports, and when we're passionate about politics, and when we're passionate about our career and when we're passionate about our family and about our school and about everything else, when we're passionate about these things, it's in light of our passion for Jesus. Imagine how much more set free we would be. Imagine how much more at peace our souls would be. Imagine how much more joyful and excited we would be. How much less afraid we would be to talk about our faith with others. Imagine how much more people might come to the Easter Vigil next year. Imagine how much more people might become Catholic next year. Imagine how many people's lives could change this year. Perhaps our lives could continue to change if we would rediscover a passion for the gospel of Jesus Christ. This night is the climax of our entire faith. It is the whole reason why we claim ourselves as Christian. Jesus Christ rose from the dead so that when you and I die, there's something afterwards waiting. But even before that moment, you and I can be more fully alive if we give ourselves totally and completely to Jesus. And when we do that, if we discover a passion within us, and unite it with all the other passions that we have, so many more people can discover the true joy of Easter. So that's our prayer this evening. As we continue with Mass, I want to invite all of you to give your hearts to the Lord once more, as if it's the first time. We're going to have, um, what's next, we're going to actually bless the holy water in the baptismal font. We're going to have a chance to renew our baptismal vows, which is the, the renouncing of Satan and the claiming of Jesus Christ, our Savior. We did this at our baptism, but many of you were probably babies at your baptism and don't remember that. So every single year we renew it on this night. And so as we renew our baptismal vows, may it be as if it is the first time ever that we renounce Satan and all of his lies. We claim Jesus Christ as our Savior. And we discover a passion within us that drives us to be more fully alive and more excited 
to share that passion with others.